Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stone Mountain 64. Today, we are coming at you with another Fireside Gaming Podcast. It is currently February 21st, which is incredibly exciting how fast this year is freaking flying by, especially in gaming, because at least for me, with Tarkov being out and how much I've been playing that game... I mean, I, for what's typically kind of like a lull of no new games coming out and everything, I've been more than content, but we're starting to finally see some more moves being made, even though it's kind of updates to some existing stuff that's already been out. I still feel like there's some there's some pretty good moves in general. Um, obviously, a lot's been going on, especially even on uh, the streaming with Facebook. We had Ronda Rousey doing a stream on Facebook, which is super cool i was uh i was really excited to see that i mean i'd seen her fight in the past uh i'm not i'm not super deep in the mma and uh, fighting and everything but that was a that was a pretty crazy curveball to come in and uh you know she was crushing it on it it was looked like it was a really fun stream had a really good time and it's awesome to see honestly i was kind of surprised that we haven't seen more people because i've seen some celebrities and stuff trying to get into streaming and trying it out on twitch and trying to get their whole audience and everybody to go over there but i mean to see it kind of just taking place on her face she already has like 10 million followers on her facebook so to see her kind of do that was super cool and to do it you know she was raising uh money for the fire relief in australia was a super cool thing to do man that was really really exciting in general on that but yeah i mean gaming side of stuff <clears throat> Tarkov did a uh, dev podcast. We talked a little bit about that. The biggest change that we actually saw like directly already implemented into the game was uh, they they changed it so it's uh, the hatchling runners now have aggro onto scavs immediately. And the only time that I really saw this affected over the past like few weeks of playing it was there was one point where a hatchling runner was, I believe this is what happened. I can't 100%, but this is what it seemed like to me. A hatching runner was running through shoreline after it was a disconnect. I had just disconnected. I just come back and a, sh a hatching runner was running through and there were so many shots going off in shoreline that I figured that this guy was a hatching runner and he was aggroed all these scabs and everybody's shooting at him. He ran right up to me. I killed him and then all the scabs were just there and they killed me. I, I can't be certain that's what happened because I was playing as a PMC, but um, that's what it seemed like because I killed him for sure and then somebody else killed me and so I assume it was some of those scabs that are coming but I think it's good in general to nerf the those the hatching runners being guys that just go in naked like they don't go in with any incentive to be like a play like it's a real game which I'm planning to try out in the next week because a lot of you guys in chat have told me to try it out so uh, I, I'm, I am going to try doing like just a pistol run just something flat simple and try that out because I want to see if we can, and the thing is, I think you can make some money. Somebody even asked me in the game, like, how do you, how do you go to like, from having a couple hundred thousand, having like four or five million in a game? And I think a big part of it is you got to get like a huge come up. Like you got to, instead of just getting like 100K at a time or whatever, like you can do that and it'll take a few weeks, but that's what like, I just went up by eight mil in one run. If you guys missed this run, I put it up on my Instagram and my Twitter, and we'll probably have a full video coming on it too, but we got 8 million ruples in one run, which to put in perspective, like a good run, you might make like 100K, 200, 500K is a really good run in my opinion. If you're making a mil in one run, that's insane. So to get eight times that, that's like three weeks of just grinding, making money in one run. I was freaking out. We found two LEDXs, like super 1.5 mil each, and then we found, uh, we got a, a five mil key card all in one run so that's why maybe it does make sense it's just that's where because i can't think i was trying to wrap my head around i kept asking chat why is it 
people are doing all these hatchet runs. And I think it is like people are just straight up, they they just run a hatchet so that way they can try and find these one mil lead X's. In this case, now if they now you have to go in with a pistol or an armor or something so that you don't aggro all the scavs, because otherwise they just magnet to you and they all just they all just come running. So that's kind of like the big trade-off from what I saw. The dev podcast sounded cool too, like we, we were listening to it. It's a lot of like just they leaked information of what's to come. There's definitely some really cool stuff coming. I think the biggest cool thing, in my opinion, obviously they do have the Street to Tarkov map is coming, but they also have uh they also have uh hold on one sec. They also have the Streets of Tarkov is the new map, but they also have sorry, the um jeez. Oh, <laughs> Uh, the interchange. That's the map name. See, I didn't want. I didn't want to ask because I knew it. Interchange is the map name. That map is getting some changes to it, where they're going to be making it so that the uh, map has like interactions, similar to like Reserve has, where you go into Reserve and they have it. So you know you have to push the button and then the raiders come. And when the raiders come, then that's even more uh, action. <laughs> and because like you know you've got these kitted ass guys that go in and then there's the alarm going off. So now you know where everybody is because you know where the button push is. So they're, they're planning to add something like that to Tarkov for interchange where they're going to have some more map interactions and stuff like that, which I think would be really, really cool if they decided to do something like that. I didn't want to use chat for it. <laughs> um, so I'm excited and like, you know, they still have a bunch of maps and stuff they can do for it too. Right now though, like my biggest thing, some people were asking like, what did I, what am I, not liking about it more or less i think the thing that um i'm kind of frustrated by or that i don't like about it all as much is just that the the quests in the game start super strong like i thought they were a lot of fun all of the early quests were really awesome but the later quests that you get are like you got to kill people while you have a tremor you got to kill people I, I don't know i just i don't know why but i don't really like those ones as much as or like kill 10 players with a suppressed shotgun i guess that one's okay i don't mind that one too much um but you know what i mean like i, I think some of those are just not quite as compelling as some of the other modes that are in it um Versus the, some of the other ones. It's hard to solo. It's almost impossible to solo. Some of them you do have to work together on the quests. Even the early ones. Like there's one where you got to complete... Uh, you Or what, what was it? You got to get uh, an item from customs and then you got to take it to... Yeah, you got to take it to factory. And then like a lot of times you need people to guard you. Or if you go in on that one... If you go in with five people and there's only six total spawns and you really only have one other person on the entire map that could be a threat. So that's like a super safe way to do the map, right? <clears throat> yeah, a lot of them, I think you can do it solo. I mean, obviously you're going to run into trouble on it, but I, I think that was fine, honestly. Like a lot of those quests, like you go to dorms, open the door, get some stuff out of there. Even some of the quests, even some of the later on quests, like I just did a quest where I had to go into reserve, open a room, get something from there, and extract. Those ones I really like. But the ones, uh, even if it's like killing players, some of those are okay, but I don't know. Some of some of the later ones have gotten really, like kill a player from uh, with while wearing UN armor, uh, kill 10, 10 scavs or something like that. It's just, to me, a lot of those just, they haven't been as fun, so I kind of gave up on doing quests. 
I made a ton of progress on doing them, but uh, yeah, I mean, at the end, uh, at the end of some of the ones now, it's just like, eh, I don't know. They're they're not they're not as uh, they're not as compelling to me. We also did play some of the Call of Duty this uh, these last two weeks. They just dropped season two, which was huge. Season two, they dropped the Rust map. They dropped a new battle pass or what? Did they call it a battle pass in that game? Yeah, I I don't think I don't remember if they do, but now that I'm just reading chat here, the <laughs> the uh, the battle pass is not super compelling to me in general. I think it's better to just do the regular one. Um, I I don't know. I I don't I I just don't really care for it all that much. I lost some. Yeah. They do? Oh, it is called the Battle Pass? I don't know. I mean, okay, so Season 2, they they introduced Rust. They also introduced another new Ground War map. Honestly, I can't understand Call of Duty, why they do this. They they make it so you can't play the Ground War. The new. I haven't even played the new Ground I haven't even seen the new. Is the new Ground War map out, chat? Am I crazy? Is that one out? Because we can't play it in custom games. We did do some custom games, and the community games on custom games were actually really good. I do like that Call of Duty gives you the options on that one. I have not, I have not seen, I realize just right now, I have not even seen gameplay on the new Ground War map in Call of Duty. And it's just because you can't queue into it. You can't play the map. I tried to play it on the stream, and every time I queued into it, or queued into Ground War, it just uh, gave me one of the old maps. I backed out of the game. I went into a new one. I backed out of the game. I went into the new one. I backed out of the game. I went into a new one. Zero. I still haven't played it. I haven't, I haven't seen it either yet though but i'd also i don't know maybe it's not even out maybe that's why i know they do like trickle content and stuff um but the coolest thing honestly that they did which is weird because again like hey we're dropping new content it's call of duty is new content and they're just releasing old maps um they did add that uh warehouse map that one was really cool the like interchange style map that one was pretty cool we did play that one in custom games i did like that one but the other one was just uh i mean it's just Rust. It's just bringing back Rust, which, don't get me wrong, is sick, but it's not really new content, per se. But it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to go back on that, smash some people on it. That was really fun. And then, of course, when they dropped Season 2, though, the big news was that they have Warzone coming, is what is speculatively going to be called. Um, I don't have any info on any any of this, but this is just stuff that I've been reading online, what's been leaked, what's been told, uh, and there's been, or, you know, what's been data mined from the game as well or what people have been sent i don't know where people are getting all this information but damn a lot of it looks pretty damn compelling so first of all call of duty had a few big things when they first dropped their season two trailer one of the things in the trailer was somebody said the gas is closing in they said uh, uh what we saw people jumping out of a plane with a parachute and then when you actually open the game in call of duty you've got like a full-on section in the middle of it that says classified apparently somebody, I think it was in Germany, actually when they logged in, it didn't say classified for them. It actually showed what it was. And it was like, uh, it, it was it was legit, like it was like 200 player battle royale and it was called Warzone. So, and I've seen other people post online stuff about Warzone. Warzone. I think that's what the battle royale is going to be called. I know there's been people that posted about the map of what it is as well. I've seen those photos of like, you know, just like a top-down. It looks like it's going to have a lot of areas. 
<coughs> in it. It looks like it's going to be much bigger than the Black Ops one was. It's speculated to be 200-player Battle Royale. And from everything that I've heard from recent uh, leaks, speculation, rumors, whatever, again, none of this is actually verified or I, I don't know, but it's looking like this is going to be a free-to-play game. The Call of Duty Battle Royale is going to be a free-to-play game that's standalone from Modern Warfare. If you have Modern Warfare, like that's a part of it too, but it's looking like this is going to be a free thing that, and then maybe you can like upgrade your, that and get the full, like you get the multiplayer and stuff too. There's probably going to be some benefits for having Modern Warfare, um, but it, they might be getting into the free-to-play area with this too. So I don't know. That sounds pretty damn cool to me. I, I, I That's got more potential than pretty much any other battle royale that I could think of. I mean, obviously Apex massive i still a lot of people are saying oh apex is dead or whatever dude i think that was a massive success i think that game's been doing great i think it's an awesome game it fits a different category in it but they don't have crossplay. uh it is a free-to-play which is awesome but they don't have crossplay, and so that's something that i think could be really cool for call of duty if that does happen if they do drop a battle royale if it is free to play if it is cross-platform damn that could be uh that could be a devastator right there. A lot of people in the chat too talking about Kings Canyon too. Yeah, today, just today, we've got free to play, or I mean, sorry, uh, we've got Apex Legends, uh, Kings Canyon map coming. Kings Canyon map coming. It's I think it's actually out right now. We're gonna play it later today. So some people have been asking me about it. I haven't played it yet. I haven't gone back and played it yet. I, I watched a little bit of footage just before I started this up. I was watching some gameplay of it. I am super dope. I like I'm super I'm super excited to see this uh coming and happening, but uh, it's only gonna be here for four days too. So uh, yeah, it just came back today from the 21st to the 24th, yeah. So it's only gonna be a few days. Um but I'm pretty excited to go back and try it. We did get to play it at nighttime. That one I did go back in. I, I saw it a little bit, but uh, it's going to be pretty... I think it's going to be pretty cool to kind of go back to that because think about how many people played the game. There's like 50 million people that played the, the game off of the initial like first month or whatever that it came out. Uh, That's a lot of people that played that map and are going to probably be down for it. So I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm excited to go back to it. They've got the giant monster things on it. Oh, are they ever going to just bring back solos? I mean... That's what I would, that's what I kind of dream of. That's what I've been actually enjoying a lot about playing Tarkov in the first place is that the game can be played solo. I feel like if I play Apex, I just feel like I'm at such a disadvantage. If I if I am playing in a like a so random squad, I just like that's what I loved about PUBG. That's what I've been liking about Tarkov. I can play the game solo. And I do, I miss being able to do that in, uh, in, in Apex. And that was a lot, of, like I had some of the most fun and I think I saw some of the most personal improvements in myself when we did play solo too. But the hard thing is with that game is like, <clears throat> because this is an issue that PUBG faces and maybe it's okay. Like I don't, maybe they end up doing it, but the issue that PUBG face, and we've talked about this before, but it's like, okay, you queue into the game and it's going to put you into um, a random map. Now they have it set to a random, but when PUBG was first dropping it, they had it so you could select the map you wanted to do. You could select if you wanted to play first person or 
third person. And you could select if you wanted to play in solos, duos, or squads. So there's just so many different... Com okay, I want to play squads on only this map. I want to play solos on only this map in third person versus first person. It's just... It's crazy how, how split all that was. And because of that, you couldn't find games. Now, if you go back to PUBG, it just randomly selects you a map. You choose first or third person, solos, duos, squads, and it randomly selects the map because now they have five maps. So there's no way they can keep up with that. Apex went down the route, which I really liked, of making it so you could only play the new map because that's the similar. Even we were just talking about this with Call of Duty. In Call of Duty, they come out with the new map and you cannot, I can't play the new map. I don't even know if the new map is out. And it's, it's been a month. It's been, I don't know, at least a week or two. <clears throat> That's crazy to me. So, you know, I'm at least happy that they did that, but I still think there's more um, that needs to be... <sighs> it's just, it's fun to be able to play the new map. I'm really excited. It's not even a new map. It's an old map. I'm just excited to play that. And so, like, and maybe Apex Legends, because it is first-person only... And there are only two maps. Maybe they do just make. It. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you, if for those of you guys that are playing Apex in the chat, would you rather it be a random map selection versus just the new map? So at least you do get some of the variety, because they're only bringing this back for four days. But who knows? Maybe if, like everybody wants the old map. Maybe it is something where it turns into okay, we'll just make it so it's a random it just randomly goes from one to the other i think it does kind of hurt the lore because the way that they're doing this they are keeping a whole backstory to everything that's going on random map selection you want to see it do you want to see random but they're keeping like this lore right like okay the map caught on fire or whatever like it was they they all flew over like the trailer was they all flew over to this new map and now they're going to world's edge and that was where it was random with a penalty for backing out that's the problem, right? If you do do random is that people will back out. And I noticed that actually when I was playing PUBG. I don't know if that was the reason people were backing out. I know it was the reason that I was backing out because I was trying to do, I did a YOLO on the uh, Karakin or Karakin, the new map, but I kept getting the old map. So I kept backing out the games so I could get on the new map because I just never, I hadn't gotten the chance to play it in the regular game. But that was the only way because it's random. It's an interesting dilemma to be in. A lot of people are saying random map too. Select a map in particular. Select a map could theoretically work. Of course, they do have the ranked mode. But even like, okay, if you look at even like Fortnite, Fortnite's got like eight different modes that you could select to go into. Solos, duos, squads. They've got a limited time mode. They got like the 50v50 mode. They got a ranked mode. They got a bunch of different options. And Apex really just has like ranked normal right and then they occasionally bring a limited time mode on so there really isn't that much of a split i guess it just depends how many people are playing the game though and it that one is dependent on platform whereas all the other ones uh well not, i guess not PUBG, but fortnite at least if call of duty goes through call of duty as well will all be cross play and so that will help fill the games up and that's something that often happens on pc it just kind of leaves people stranded because a lot of times there's not enough people that are even queuing into games. Um, because, I mean, there's just so many games. Sometimes people aren't playing everything. Did you try the, try the PUBG Team Deathmatch yet, Nick? No, I have not tried that yet. I've mainly only been doing... Uh, 
I've mainly only been doing uh, Tarkov as of late. But today we are going to be trying out Apex. We're going to throw it back to the old map for a bit. I did do Call of D or PUBG, but I only did that off stream as well. Um, <clears throat> Mark asks, is it possible upcoming COD Battle Royale a little or a bit late in the game now that there's so many different ones out? And the fact that there's other types of games, which is Tarkov getting traction and popularity. Is it possible the upcoming Battle Royale is a bit late? What do you guys think? Do you think it's too... I was asking about this too during the streams this week, but do you think it's too late for Call of Duty to get into the Battle Royale scene? Are we moving on to other... Uh, other, other games? In my opinion, Battle Royales are still a huge huge thing especially all the people that are playing fortnite i think there's a ton of people that have been introduced to battle royales through fortnite and as they grow up and as they look for different challenges and different games and maybe something that is a little bit more serious a little bit more mature of a game i think call of duty is going to be right up their alley and if it is a battle royale they already like that i think there's huge potential a lot of you guys are saying no. A lot of you guys are saying no. Blackout was pretty fun. <clears throat> no. Battlefield can barely fill their Royale lobbies. Yeah, Battlefield was... They've. I think they've given up on that. I still think Battle Royale is a big pull, personally. <clears throat> it's a third pillar for Call of Duty. Well, is it... I mean, I think the third pillar for Call of Duty historically has pretty much always been zombies, right? which they don't really have one on, on this one. That's more of the Treyarch thing. It depends how good it is. That's true, too, because if it is something that's like how um, Call of Duty uh, Battlefield did it, like it, it just really wasn't that supported. It didn't see a lot of the... I, I don't know. It just didn't, just didn't really... It was, it was a rough launch, and it didn't really revive itself. But I agree. I, I thought Black Ops 4, Black Ops 4 was huge for Blackout. I completely agree. I thought that game was brilliant. And when that one came out, it actually was pretty solid. They made tweaks to it after, but I never went back and played some of the tweaks that they did. They one of the things they did I wasn't a big fan of personally was they made it so you could respawn up after the waves. So after each ring closed, you respawned. Um, I tried that off stream and I, I just wasn't a big fan of it. I know Apex implemented something similar to it. I never played that one either. I think it just takes out a lot of the um, spark for me of what makes Battle Royales fun. And that's just, you know, you get one life. You got to make it till the end. You can't die. Although the revives, what's interesting though, I, I don't know because I really liked reviving. Like when Apex Legends has revives that you can... I guess maybe because that's more of a controlled thing. Like, you have to actually do something to pull that revive off. Maybe that's why I liked it better. Because I really do like the revive aspect to it, but I just, I guess just reviving just because it's a new wave, maybe I just don't like that as much. <clears throat> that was a limited time mode, true. Um, but still, I don't know. That, that's all, when I, the last time that I went to go try play Blackout, I could not get a game for the regular one on PC, I could not get a game for the regular one. I could only get a game for the respawn mode. And then I never went back to it after that. I sat in the queue for 10 minutes for a regular one. It didn't queue up because I was basically trying it off stream before I tried it on stream. I couldn't get a single game to load. So I said, okay, well, let me try the this other thing. And then that one loaded. And then I just, I, I tried it. I didn't like it. And I just never played it again. So, I mean, 
personally, I, I think this game could have some legs to it. I don't know if you guys are over. I did see some people down for it in the chat, but it could have some legs to it. I do think, though, that it is something that's not going to have as much hype. Like, I think Blackout was really cool. I think had Blackout been free and did they really... I, now, I don't know if you can successfully make that big of a leap that quickly. So uh, maybe this is just as fast as they can implement it. The thing that you got to consider too with this is that this is not just like a um, indie game that's creating something like a Tarkov that's going to have a bunch of bugs that's like constantly having all these server issues, at least hopefully, right? <laughs> at least hopefully, this is actually a polished-ass game that is running well. That's one of the things that was so revolutionary about Apex Legends in the first place. Fortnite's like this beta game, which technically is not really a beta anymore. You had PUBG, which is just a still still a work in progress. It's it's gotten a lot better actually. Recently, I played it. It was really it was actually a lot better. Um, but then Blackout came out, and it was like this polished version of a battle royale that we had wanted, at least I had wanted for so long. Just like a, a straight up polished ass version of it and that's what we saw too when apex came out was a super polished version of it off launch it ran fantastic i know they've been having a bunch of issues with it there's been issues here and there and they've been having more issues lately i guess but you know for it to be as developed and well developed as it was that was awesome uh so that's why i'm optimistic about it, if anything like i still feel like if you know if you think about how long we've had call of duty games being around they've been around for just like the multiplayer or like team deathmatch games. They've been around forever. I don't know. Eight, 10, 10 years, even more, I guess, with some of the older ones. But like pretty mainstream, like staple game coming out every year, these new ones. So I don't think by any means Battle Royales are done. I think that a lot of this is still very early. And the more that they can create, like Call of Duty came out with the prestiging system. So now there's a whole reason for you to keep on playing the game. That was one of the things Apex was kind of doing a good job of. When they first came out, you had levels, you could level up, you could do stuff, and then you hit max level, and it's like, all right, cool, I'm going to go play another game now because there's nothing else for me to grind for. And then what was it like? Uh, I don't know how how long was it? It must have been like eight months after. Then they finally said, oh, now you can go up to level 500. But guess what? I'll, I probably would have been a higher level by now had I had that the whole time, and I just don't care anymore. So now there's no, like, I'm just... And I'm sure a lot of people feel like that, but they probably just don't care anymore about the level as much. I know I don't. Whereas before, I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, like I was grinding up the levels. I was ahead of people, and I was like doing good. Now I'm way the way the hell behind everybody, and I I could care less about uh, the overall level. And you don't get anything. Like I I don't know. I think there could have been way more stuff done with that. So maybe they have a really more thought out process for what the long game of, uh, of these battle royales are. That's something that's been really cool about Tarkov in general is that there is more reason to play this game than just like you initially play it and then you're kind of, you know, you do everything and you're done. There's still more that you can collect. You can accumulate your stash. You can do these quests that are behind the scenes that you're trying to do. Even if it was something more like that, like that's what Fortnite, when it came out, didn't have as much on that path, but they've done a great job in terms of improving that, making the season pass, getting skins from those passes and achievements. And they kind of do some of that with the limited time modes for um, Apex too. But that's what I'm, I'm curious to see. Like, is this finally going to be the mastery of all of those things to where it's like a rewarding, fun, engaging battle royale that also gives you enough incentive to keep going and to do cool, unique things 
while you're playing through it. I I'm not sure. Yeah, Unreal Tournament and stuff. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely stuff out there, but like there's been stuff even before. I don't remember. Like somebody was even saying, uh, it was like that Twisted Metal game. Like wasn't that technically a battle royale? I, I'd played Twisted Metal in the past, and it was like you know it's the car game where you blow everybody up. I don't know if it goes down to last person alive in that or not. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But anyways, I saw a comment on that and made me think about it for a bit. Um, somebody asked, this is more on my channel side of things. Samantha asked, uh, with how fast the Mountaineer community is growing, did you ever expect to be in the position uh to be in this position one day? And if you could say something in the past you, what would you have said to him? Probably I would have told myself just quit my job sooner and to start doing all this stuff. <laughs> way sooner than I was because I didn't just I was just playing everything as safe as I could and I was super scared and nervous of doing everything but obviously you can't do that I made the best decisions that I could with the information that I had it's going pretty good but no I, I did not ever think that it'd be this crazy and even today like you know now obviously like I'm trying to push for as high I'm trying to do crazy things so like a year ago yeah like I yeah like I'm trying to make that was the whole reason that I switched over to Facebook like three years ago so that I could have more reach and do more stuff than what I could do elsewhere um and but like to see it where it's at like it's it's crazy to me did I know it's gonna work no way do I know it's gonna continue to work I don't know you know it's like it's everything it's a risk it's a whole entire thing <laughs> but that's like if I would have if I could tell myself in the past, I'd probably just tell myself to go invest in some company and make a bunch of, you know, just triple, go, you know, like win the lottery or whatever, you know what I mean? But anyways, that's not what you're asking. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's super crazy and uh, it's cool. But I think I think this is all still just very much the beginning. I've got very high hopes for where all of this stuff is going. And like I was even talking about earlier with like Ronda Rousey now streaming on Facebook and more people coming over and checking out streaming and figuring out what it even is. Like, it's cool. It's just a cool platform. It's a cool way to do things. And like, there's a ton of celebrities that I would love to see even doing like some type of streams. Maybe not. It's, it's different platform though. So maybe it doesn't work with everybody because live is very different. It's weird. You're going to screw up. You're going to do stuff wrong, but it's like, you got to be okay to accept that and know how to keep going and know what to do with it. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think, I think we're still very, very early days on all this stuff. So, it's exciting, but do I do I know where it's going to go? No, I, I can imagine where it's going to go, <clears throat> but who knows, man, and I'm going to keep pushing for it as much as I can. I'm always working to improve the content, keep everything going for you guys, do whatever we can. Uh, Joe asks, um, what direction do you see gaming going? Seems like Battle Royals are becoming more stagnant. I don't see a benefit of larger lobbies. Tarkov could have potentially open up a new floodgate, but how adaptable will this style be for console gaming? Well, I think it's totally adaptable. I don't think I don't think there's anything that's like you can't do just because it's on PC, you can't do it on console. I think it's just a matter of um, computing power for a lot of it. And a lot of the maps and the, the pure detail in that is just not feasible on console for, for one thing. Um, but we've got a new generation of consoles coming out. That consoles are just like PCs, but you know, made in mass production, right? For the most part, and then they've got different proprietary, you know, different software and stuff on them. But theoretically, what if they just came out with a console that was what I, I mean? What if they just came out with a console that was more like a PC? I mean, Xbox is creating a console. I don't see why they wouldn't make it so it's just compatible with a mouse and keyboard. A lot of games even do that natively right now. You could just plug in a mouse and keyboard 
right into your Xbox right now and play Fortnite and play Call of Duty and play those games with regular mouse and keyboard. So it's not a controller block. Maybe it is to a degree because not everybody's going to, a lot of people just want to sit on the couch and do it and there's going to be a shite load of buttons there, you know, that not everybody's down for. But they can still create a game that's for a hardcore audience. That's what Tarkov is in the first place. It's a game for an, a hardcore audience. And that's why I think so many gamers who have been playing for a really long time who are looking for a new challenge in gaming have been liking it because it really is. It's a challenge. Um, obviously, it's a challenge for casual players too, but damn, damn is it a challenge in general. So, uh, you know, and then it, it depends like, okay, well, if you're making a game for hardcore players, how many of them are there? Uh... Really dig how unbiased you are, yeah, or biased I am. <laughs> I might be biased, dude. I, I talk, I talk from my own perspective on all this stuff. Like that's the whole point of it. So you know, I might be biased on it. Uh, <laughs> I probably am. But uh, yeah, in terms of in terms of that, I, I think it's it's just harder for a game publisher who's going to create a game for Call of Duty, right? That's like a game that goes out to five million or I don't know how many, 20 million people, let's say, play the game. That's a much bigger audience than like a hundred, a couple hundred thousand people. So for a game developer to make a risk on making a game like that is a lot harder. Whereas it's like, okay, we could create a completely unique game that's different, that's like, that's a game that's more like Tarkov. And then who knows, maybe it doesn't do well. Or we could just create Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And just keep doing more Call of Duties, and we know we're going to get 10 million people to buy it. So, you know, I, that's why you see more innovation where it's like this small game dev of six people that make a game that then connects because it is a really cool concept and really cool game, and then it starts popping. You know what I mean? Um, see what else we got. Uh, what is the VR space missing that keeps it from being mainstream? Hmm. I think it's missing a lot, man. Scotty, uh, why I asked that one. I think it's missing a lot. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool concept. I think it's a lot of fun. But the setup, the price, it's actually come down a lot. And the setup's a lot easier, too. And actually, I think it is becoming more mainstream. Even, like, if you get an Oculus, I think it's the Oculus Quest, right? I could be mistaken on it. It's, I think it's the Oculus Quest. It doesn't even re require a computer. You could, it doesn't even require... It's There's no cables at all. It's a headset. It lasts for a few hours. And it doesn't... Like, you don't have... You don't need anything. You don't need a computer or anything for it. But the thing is, when you wear it, it's, it's still heavy. It still only lasts for a few hours, which maybe that's fine, actually. That, the time duration, I don't know how big of an issue that is. Um... But it's just not as practical practical as mobile, right? Again, this is just like a basic trade-off that I see it as. It's like, okay, well, the biggest gaming space right now and the fastest growing gaming space is mobile. It's like it's it comes back to accessibility. Everybody has a mobile phone. So you know, everybody's got the platform. And there's just gonna be way more people playing. And it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna develop a game that like fifty thousand people are using, or I can create a game that a hundred million people might use or, or might play. It just makes a lot more sense from if you're going to invest time in developing a game to develop it for mobile. So I think that's why you see a lot more mobile games in general. Um, 
But I, st I still think there's so much room because so many of the mobile games that I see are just like, you got to buy to get all this stuff or they're pay to win games and they're just like, they're not great games. And that's why like when you saw RuneScape come out on mobile, you saw RuneScape do insanely well because that was like a legit game that you can genuinely just play. Yeah, maybe they have like the premium subscription or whatever for access to more of the game, but it's still a game that you can sit and play for five hours and continue to play without having to like pay to continue playing or anything like that. And that's like, if you're a gamer, that's what you want to do. You want to like, if I want to play World of Warcraft, I don't want to play it for 10 minutes and stop. I don't want to play, if I'm going to play Fortnite, I'm not going to play one game of Fortnite and then stop playing. I want to sit down and play for like three or four hours and play for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's how I am. Like I, whenever I played, even when I was younger, I want to play for hours at a time. Not like, oh, I'm going to play one game and just stop. And so... I think there's a t and I saw like there's a game Black Desert Online. That was a game that was a MMORPG on PC and I think that came to mobile and from everything I've read on the reviews on that game that looks like it's been doing crazy well. People have been liking. It. I don't know. I haven't actually tried that one. I tried it. I tried to download it and then I downloaded the game and then it made me download like another 5 gigabytes. So I was like, "All right, forget this." And I gave up on it because I was at the airport and had a terrible Wi-Fi. But that might be one that's cool. And so I, I think there's still a ton of potential for games on mobile to really take off. Like PUBG Mobile, dude. PUBG Mobile is like one of the biggest games in the entire world. And uh, I see people like even on their, their iPad and stuff, they use like four fingers and they're just smashing the heck out of everybody on it. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, VR, I, I think, needs... Uh, you know, if they get it to like the like some super lightweight stuff that's just super accessible, I can see it freaking blasting off. But I don't know. That's just my opinion on it so far. Uh, a lot of my uh, Tyler W asked. A lot of people, including myself, have been talking about buying PCs to get into the quote unquote real gaming experience. I was wondering, is it really worth the switch with most PCs running around $1,000 to $2,000? And can you make a budget one for trying without sacrificing overall gameplay? I think from my knowledge right now, you probably want to, you do probably want to spend like $1,200 to $1,500 on, on a computer. Um, the best thing you can do if you really want to save some money and like, you know, sacrifice anything that's going to come down to your time, uh, which is learning how to build a PC and how to put it together, which is not, it's not very hard. Um, it does take a little, it does take some time to put it together. It does take some, take some time to figure it out. There's plenty of great guides on YouTube. There's plenty of great creators who've talked about it. Discords, um, Reddit pages, PCPartPicker.com literally tells you what all of the components that go together are. So you make sure you get all the right things that will allow the computer to run in the first place. You can compare all the prices. You can save a few hundred bucks on that. But uh, is it worth it? it is, that's just, it's the same thing that I, I tell people when they ask me, is this game worth getting? Should I get Tarkov? Should I get that? Should I get that? It is totally, you know, it, it's hard because it's such a personal question. It comes down to what you want to do, what you can afford, and is it worth it for you? Like, yeah, okay, you can get a lot out of gaming, you can put endless hours into an Xbox, into a PC. We're just talking about mobile. You can do it on mobile too. There's great games out there. And um, I mean, that's totally cool. To me, 
I'll give you my my story, right? Is like when I got I was playing Xbox. I only played Xbox. I only played well, I mean I played a bunch of PlayStation, I played all the Game Boy, a bunch of stuff, all the stuff before Nintendo, GameCube, all that. But at the time I was playing Xbox and I was playing Battlefield and I was like, okay, well, I you know what? I didn't even have an interest. I wasn't getting a PC to play PC games. I was getting a PC to edit videos so I could edit videos faster for my stuff. I had no intent because all my friends were on Xbox. And honestly, I'd say about 95% of your decision comes down to the games you can play and where your friends are in terms of why you should play Xbox, why you should play PC, why you should play whatever. If you've got a bunch of friends that are all playing on PC, then it might be the easiest decision ever to, heck yeah, play on PC so you can go catch up and play with your friends that you haven't played with for a long time. And, you know, you play with them every single night or every Tuesday or every Friday. Get some games in with the homies and you, you play it out. Um, <clears throat> but I was playing on Xbox and then I ended up getting a PC for editing. And then I started actually playing on the PC because I, I was like, oh, I got a computer that's good enough. Let's see what Battlefield's like. And I tried it out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. It was so smooth. It was so good. Like, oh man. And I got a pretty good PC at the time too. Like it, for the for the time, ran every game fantastic on ultra settings. And here's the thing too. You don't actually run games typically on ultra settings. You typically, at least for a lot of shooter games and the way that I play, I typically turn all the settings down on the games that I'm playing to maximize the frame rate that I'm getting. And then when you have settings low, it's a lot easier to see where people are because they're not hidden in shadows and you've got everything turned down. So, uh, yeah, I typically play on mostly medium or low settings, try and get over a hundred frames per second at 140, a uh, hundred, 100, 1000, 1440 P I don't 1440 P that's the, um, quality that I play at, which is a little higher than 1080 P. And it started with me at 1080 P 10. Again, this is like, if you want to play PC games, play at 1080 P Try and do it at like 100 frames per sec, 120 frames per second or so. It's, that's super solid, um, especially for the latest games. But that's what I played at for a long time. And then I went to an event and I played on 1440p and I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. I want to start playing in 1440p. And then I, I upgraded and got that a few years later. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So it's like, that's just the problem with it is there's so much customization in it all. That it's like, okay, well, you could play at 14. There's And the, the problem, too, is that you are going to have trade-offs no matter what. It's just like everything in life and every <laughs> everything you want to make. It's like there's going to be trade-off to it. It's like you're, you're not going to find the 1440p, 165 hertz, ultra, but it also works for this and also works for that. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to do this with that one, and that'll save me a whole bunch of money by doing that. Um... So yeah, honestly, I'm super happy that I did though. Like I've been enjoying the hell out of playing PC games. I love the flexibility that it has because I can play so many more games and obviously like it's my computer so I can do like, I can edit, I can do everything on it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was really worth it for me. I absolutely love gaming on it. Like, if you end up getting it, and then it's like, well, I don't really... You know what else you could do, too, is look online. You know, Okay, you end up not liking it, and you're like, I'm just going to sell this thing. I don't even want it anymore. Go look on Craigslist. Look on uh, Facebook Marketplace. See if you can get a decent deal on a 
computer that somebody like made and then they're just like I, I don't even want it that's what one of my friends did i uh he got it uh or maybe he had somebody i think he got it off of somebody that just didn't even like he just decided he didn't want to do it anymore um yeah just bought a pc never going back to console dom says yeah i mean that from my experience that's mostly what it is obviously though it is a much more expensive hobby than just a regular console game because now you got to spend more. Of course, you don't have to pay for then a subscription. Like there's no Xbox Live. There's no PlayStation. What's the PlayStation one called? PlayStation something that you pay $60 or whatever a year for in the Xbox Live. There's none of that on it. You can do it for certain like subscription games like Origin, Premiere or whatever, and then you can play games but like you could you could have even done that with like the new Star Wars game that came out. You could have signed up for a month of Premiere for what is like five bucks a month and then played through the entire game and then just canceled the subscription. PlayStation Plus, thank you, chat. Yeah, so I mean there's just different there's also a lot of free games on console. There's a lot of free games here too. So it, it, you know, that's why, but that's hopefully that explanation gives you a little bit more. Yeah, WoW sub, that's true. If you want to play WoW, you got to have a sub for that. It depends on the game, though, right? Because then, like, Apex doesn't require anything. Fortnite doesn't require anything. But those also don't require anything. Well, actually, no. you gotta, you got to have that Xbox subscription. you got to have PlayStation Plus to play Apex Online, right? I would assume so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've been enjoying it. I know a lot of people that have switched and have been enjoying it. I think the harder thing is finding people to play with, but that's also why I set my Discord server up, discord.gg slash stunmountain64, so you guys can find games with other people to play with. It's not even exclusive on PC, but I know a lot of PC people have found games there, and I know the communities, from my experience, the community's been really fun uh, to play with and meet, except if you meet them online in-game. In-game, a lot of times, people are pretty toxic. <laughs> Uh, you don't need PlayStation Plus for Apex. Have a buddy that doesn't. Okay, maybe you don't then. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been on there. I just I just knew in the past for Xbox at least to do online you needed the gold gold whatever. Um. Uh, I don't know about that question. All right, I think those were some of the main questions that I had on it. How are we doing on time here? Boom, pretty solid. Oh my gosh, 48 minutes? What the heck time is flying by? If you guys have not subscribed to the podcast, I am on iTunes, Spotify, every single podcast platform, as well as I just recently made a YouTube channel for my podcast, so you can catch them all there if you prefer watching on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, hanging out. We will be back for the stream, starting out on some Apex. We're going to try out that new map. In the next episode, we'll probably be talking about the return to the original Kings Canyon map. I'll let you know how it goes. Thanks so much for watching, listening in, and I'll see you later. Stone Mountain 64, over and out.